Welcome to The Real Van City. I am your host, Michael Tranmer. On this podcast, you will hear inspiring stories from Vancouver's top influential leaders on how to achieve authentic business, relationship, and spiritual success. Let's get into it. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, you're, a, you're a name about town. You've got, uh, you've been on the airwaves for a, how long you've been on the airwaves in Vancouver, either on radio or doing your podcast? Is it 20 years? I know. Isn't that crazy? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've been hop- hopping around for, yeah, 20 yeah. years. It's yeah. crazy. So. I started very young. How young? That's why I look so fresh faced. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I got into radio like, uh, I was 20. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years old. Why'd you get into radio? Yeah. Well, selfishly, I just wanted to be the cool guy. Yeah. I wanted to be cool. Did it work you out? Know, I was just like a young kid and I, I just, yeah. uh, originally I wanted to be a DJ. Yeah. Like I wanted to spin records. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, because yeah. the DJs were, were cool. They were. And then, um, I was not very good at that. Did a couple of school dances yeah. and that didn't go very well. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I could be the talker. So then my friend would DJ and I would talk. Yeah. And then, um, I just, I, I originally wanted to be a police officer, to be honest. Oh, cool. I wanted to be a, uh, an OPP or an RCMP. Yeah. That was my dream. And um, then I realized, well, everyone hates cops. Yeah. Why would I want to be a cop? Yeah. Everyone loves a local DJ. Yeah. Maybe I'll be a DJ. Yeah. So that's what sort of led me down that path. And then um, as, I, as I got into being on the radio, I realized that people were drawn to you when you weren't being the cool guy. When you were vulnerable, when you told stories about, you know, the, the weird stuff happened in your life, you got stood up on a date or whatever it was, I would tell those stories and I realized, okay, this is where, this is where it is. It's not about trying to be cool. It's about being real. And that's when my career took off. Yeah. You know, we, you know, I just wanted to be cool, but then I got into it. I'm like, this, okay, this is not what it's, what it's all about. So then once you realize that, <laughs> did you, did you start to like artificially leave lean into that and, and kind of because you kind of you see this in in social media these days with, mm. with our local influencers and yeah and even myself and and uh, been there and continue to, to be there but you know once you it's, it's you know kind of, kind of once you once you realize that vulnerability is uh people resonate with it mm. i know for myself in the past like you can kind of uh, lean too hard on that or kind of push it over the limits mm-hmm. or art- mm-hmm. artificially is the word I'm, I'm looking for. Yeah. Artificially be vulnerable to get a result. Did you ever uh, notice yourself or, or come across that? Um, I have sensationalized things over my career because you have to be, uh, you have to grab attention mm-hmm. from people and trying to get ratings. That was the whole game. Um, but for me, I actually found just being just real was probably and you can feel it you know yeah. you can feel it if yeah. someone's being because that, that stuff bugs me yeah you know i try not to let it bug me i try not to because everyone's doing their thing but sometimes you see fake authenticity online yeah and the, even the word authenticity is is so used and played up and oh my god it kind of yeah you roll your eyes sometimes but i sort of became someone who's comfortable being super real on my radio show by sort of when I would get in the booth, I would I would sort of picture myself like I'm a character on a TV show. Like I'd say, okay, people tune into 
TV shows to sort of connect with a, a character. Yeah. And so I would, um, I would actually be more comfortable sharing some of the real raw things going on in my life, more so on the air than I would be in, in real life to people. Because I would sort of, in my mind, say, well, if I say something too vulnerable or if I'm too, and I might not humiliate myself, I, I can always fall back on the idea. Well, it was for the show. Yeah. It was for the show. Yeah. Right. So that would always give me a safety net oh, cool. in order to be pretty real. So like there were a lot of things that happened on our show over the years that were so real that I would like people were stunned. So you kind of you kind of you know? use it as your, your safe space and it just mm -hmm. happened to be that there are other people listening to it and, and gravitating towards the story. But I, I get, I, that's what I kind of, I like about radio and even podcasting, uh, even I guess compared to, to, to social media and just doing posts and things like that. Cause when you hear someone's voice, you, there's something about telling if they're being real or not, or mm -hmm. if they're faking something or they're hiding something. Do you mm -hmm. find that? Did you find that as well? And do you think that's always worked for you? Oh, totally. Yeah. I actually have a, I'm, I, I podcast now. I'd much rather do live radio than podcasting because when it's live and you share a vulnerable moment, it's like, there's that feeling of, and it's true that, oh, you just were in the moment and you shared a thing and whoa, when it's podcasting, it's like, this is recorded right now. Mm -hmm. So releasing something super vulnerable that's recorded, it's like, well, I'd, I'd have the opportunity to, to cut it out or delete it or not release it. So there's a weird, there's a different dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a hard, I have a harder time and I've got to get over this because podcasting is where it's at right now, but I have a harder time being as um, relaxed and vulnerable than I did on the radio. Oh, you know, because, even though it's a, because you have the opportunity to cut it out right. if you say something. Right. Even well, though, we, even though we it's agreed more, before the show mm -hmm. that we don't edit either of our shows, which, which I love, which is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mainly because I'm kind of lazy. Right. However, <laughs> it takes, takes, takes too long, dude. Well, it takes way. It takes like four <laughs> seconds on the. Right. I mean, it takes literally mm -hmm. thirty seconds. It's not. It's not that. It's mm -hmm. not that hard. But I mean, I like. I I I get I get a little excited when when these episodes come out on Tuesday mornings because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, seventeen people are gonna gonna hear this tomorrow, right. and, and and they're gonna get they're gonna get this. Um, you know, they're gonna hear the story, but. It's so that's like, for me, it's like an excite the excitement before, before the episode comes out, but there mm -hmm. is something about, there is something about live and seeing it and having it being out there and then kind of like whispering or, or kind of mm -hmm. hearing what's going to come back from the audience. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but this format is so cool because you get yeah. to get into it with someone for an hour, half an hour, an hour or whatever. So, yeah. I, so there's like, there's pros and cons between live radio or Interviews are quick and five, six, seven minutes. You're in and out where you can really dive into it. So yeah, I'm finding my space. After such a long time being in live radio, yeah. I'm finding my way in, in the podcasting. Yeah. What yeah. do you, um, yeah, you mentioned some of the pros and cons. What, what, what's like another, like, what are you really liking about the, the podcasting? What are, you, what are you liking about the setup or the guests or, or your format or what you're doing and what people are hearing about it? What's, uh, what, what's, what, what's, a, what's a bigger mm -hmm. pro compared to, to radio in the in in the kid show, the kid pod. I'm just such a naturally cur curious person. You know, I think you are too. Yeah. Listen to your podcast also. So you have a chance to go down all the different rabbit holes. People will be explaining something and you're like, wait, wait a second, but why you go down that? Mm -hmm. so, so it's just getting deep with someone, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, um, sometimes it takes a little longer. Sometimes it takes 40 minutes. Sometimes it takes an hour. Deidre Mm -hmm. and I went an hour, 99 minutes. Like we were, we were going and then we were both still lit up at the end, but it's, it's something about like that volley back and forth of of both being there, both being present and, Mm -hmm. and asking the questions and, and being curious. Cause yeah, like I'm an engineer, so I need to understand enough but once you understand something, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of focused on learning a little bit more about world issues right now, and I, you know, that's not always. You're been trying my, to punish yourself. Well, I'm Mama just Mia. trying to be. I'm inf- trying to forget about world issues. Well, right I'm now. trying to be informed, and then you know, also sleep yeah. sleep well at night. I know. But once you, like, once you learn something, and, and once you know uh, something, you, you it sticks with with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what's fun about podcasting, because if if you teach me something and I really understand it and I know it, then then gay for me and mm-hmm. people are listening that get that as well then good for them too yeah yeah so you couldn't always do that in live radio yeah that's true yeah yeah world issues man <laughs> well, uh, be kind to yourself it's yeah it's 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 wild so how do you how do you so how do you handle that how do you like on your on your show or, or when you were on live radio and and there are issues going mm-hmm. on that are relevant and we want to discuss and we want to know mm. about them but i'm like i'm a little hesitant until i know at least enough about them and the background and the history and all that stuff so how how do you handle like knowing enough about what you're going to talk about versus um not talking about it versus just talking about it yeah good question it, it is um the magic of of being a personality people can connect with is that you have no filter. As soon as you have a filter, it gets, it gets murky. So, and and people really want to know, like they want to know how you honestly feel about things. And sometimes there's not time to really do a lot of background knowledge. I mean, if you're preparing a news driven show, then of course it's a different story, but when your personality, you're sort of reacting like how you, you, it's feeling. You know, it's, it's how do you feel about something? And and believe me, I was wrong about so many things, like over twenty years. You can imagine. Um, and there's a, there's an element of 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 wanting to create a little bit of a divide in the audience because that's sensationalism is good for ratings. And so you want to you want to polarize. You can't just go on and say that. And that's what most people are doing now is they're just sort of saying whatever the the popular opinion is and it's like okay you're just regurgitating the same thing that everyone's talking about but if you are are coming in with a different take then that gets people um thinking more so they're pro or against whatever the the thing is it could be a parenting tip it could be a thing about mandates it could be you know anything um i think that's so you've done it i think that's the way to go you've done a really great job with that through your your i was so good i got fired (laughs) so Let's talk about that. February 2022. Oh my God, you have the date memorized? Yeah, I Jeez, do. I studied. Yeah. Was it February 22nd? What year? 2022. I don't know what the, what the date okay, was. Okay, February 2022. Wow, crazy. So almost two years. Wow. Right, coming up on two years. Mm-hmm. Mandates. Um, COVID. Um, so what, what was going on then? Was that, it was, it, it was, it, it was, everyone had to say what they were being told to say, popular opinion, pop, popular opinion, and you felt and knew differently that you just couldn't hold it in any longer? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's funny cause you, um, yeah. So 
it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to even talk about because, um, I said what I said. I believe what I said. Um, I, I felt like at the time we, we'd sort of all lost, lost our minds collectively. Like it just, and you start to look around and you're going, what is happening? Like, why is there, you know, one family can't go into a restaurant another family can, or one dad can't take his son to go see the new Spider-Man movie that was out at the time. And it just, and we were all like, okay with it. And I'm like, dude, this is not okay. What's happening? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just builds up and you go, okay, it's getting, and you start to feel like we're going down a certain path. Now we've really taken it giantly back to sort of normalcy. Who knows? We might go there again, you know? Um, but it just felt like someone's got to say something. And, you know, I don't know, man, I, did, I have such a big mouth. I just, I had to be like the guy to, maybe I should have played the game more, you know, because, you know, I, I paid a pretty severe price for, for saying that. Um, Your job. My job. And, you know, I've got kids. And, you know, part, part of me some days I go, man, that was irresponsible for me to jeopardize, you know, the livelihood for, mm-hmm. for my family. Um, but I don't regret it, but I, I think that maybe I should have played the game a little. Well, it, yeah. I don't know. It's tough, man, because it, it hurts yeah. to, to lose what you love. Yeah. You know, and, 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 I, and I, as much as podcast is cool, I, I, I love and miss radio. Yeah. You know, that was a fun, a fun thing. That being said, uh, there were a lot of people behind closed doors who like really dug that I said what I, what I said. Yeah, well, I, reckon, so, I remember when it happened and, and just really... It started, a, and some of my friends have been, you know, saying certain things and me just towing the line. But it, yeah, it's like, oh, well, if, if someone of influence and, and knows kind of what's going on is speaking up a, about this, it, it opens other doors and other conversations and, and challenges you to, to think about the other side. You know, we mm-hmm. can all go do our own research and come to our own um, truths and, and beliefs and, and things like that. But it's, yeah, it, it, you know, I think, I think an element of courage has been underlying your entire career especially up to to that moment hmm. you oh, thanks, agree? Man. thanks man um yeah i guess i was i was i've never been afraid of being judged before like because there's that whole element of you suspend reality a little bit you're a you you i'm a character on a show and I, it's really me but like i said i always had that fallback well it's, it's for the show so you have this sort of safety net of being able to be super vulnerable and um so I've never been afraid of being judged, you know, because um, I, I suspend a reality in that way where I don't let it, I don't let it, I don't take it on. Because you can, everything that comes out of your mouth, especially on live radio, people can judge you on the oh spot and God. all day long. And of course, so man. how did, how did, like, did you always have that armor within you? Did no, you, always, like, no. how did you build that thick skin? Because there's a lot of, a lot of people out there that may be listening that they have things they want to say or speak up differently to their friends or, or family mm-hmm. or do certain different things in their life with, with work, but afraid of being judged. I've yeah. been there and continue to be there. Oh yeah. Like, um, I would, for, when I first started doing, when I first went to Vancouver, I was doing the nighttime show at Z95 before I started doing the morning show on the beat. And <clears throat> right away online, there were like, you know, there were like radio message boards, like, uh, like blogs or whatever i think message boards is that the right term yeah okay. yeah like people just comment like reddit like, like, reddit like icq thing. back right right yeah it was, it was like reddit but before reddit was invented. Yeah, yeah. and oh man the things people would say about me and i was so i would race to read it pardon me i would race to read it after every show for like the first month 
and it would just crush me because it was people just who is this guy why would they there he's ruining the radio station like, it was just awful and you take it so to heart and it and it kills you and then you just realize fuck i can't i can't uh i can't do that anymore and you just you just learn you build up a skin to it okay so you just you just turn your you didn't go yeah. check the comments after right yeah at a certain point and then i realized okay if, if they stop talking about me that's when i'm in trouble and then i was like whoa someone said that not to me, but I saw someone on YouTube say that when they stopped talking about you and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So like any press is good press. Yeah. And it takes a while to build that into your mindset. But once you do that, you're like, okay, I need to get them talking about me if I'm going to get ratings and get people wanting to tune in. So at that point, you're like, hey, I'm a character on a show. I got to say whatever I got to say. And, and the closer it is to my actual truth, the better it's going to feel. But sometimes you got to be a little sensational and sometimes you got to, you know polarize the audience and you got to play the, the game. I mean, it's show business, right? It's radio stations need to make money from audience. People on, on Instagram, on YouTube, they, they need to get an audience. So it's really about getting attention from people. However, oh. if you can do it in a way that's actually authentic to you, then that's, that's when you So what this, this is, I have the perfect, mm-hmm. yes, I have the perfect person <laughs> in the chair to ask this question, oh, no. right? <laughs> to, so what's your advice for, for a new podcast to, so it's, there's some, ele- some, some, some layers here mm. I'm going to lay out to, to do it, to, you know, to get the ratings, to get people listening, to get people talking, um, to get people listening. However, you know, I also exist in the engineering world, work for uh, companies. Uh, I work with all the, you know, public institutes around British Columbia, City of Vancouver, BC Hydro, like all, all mm-hmm. these, these folks. So uh, have to be aware of that. Now, yes. Yeah. So it's not necessarily yes. like I got to go up and, 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 and burn down bridges to get ratings, I hope, or listeners, I hope. Yeah, I've burned a couple of bridges. <laughs> so, well, luckily, as an engineer, you can call me and I will get you a new bridge. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yeah, I burned some bridges. And yeah, I, I think that there, there is a, there's an element of knowing if there's, if there's a time and place for saying certain things. So I don't regret. But you, you know, I don't own the radio station. It's got to be, right? it's got to be in a, a like, uh, you know, there's even things that I look at in my memories on social media when they come up, the the, the mm. stories, and you see from three or five years ago, and you're like, I am a complete idiot, right? Mm-hmm. And but if I'm only saying it, and only 50 people watch my story back then, like there, there's no repercussion. But if you're kind of growing up and learning and evolving and growing in a public space, mm. uh, there are more possibly repercussions to the things that you say that perhaps 10 years down the long the line you would regret. Mm-hmm. There, there is so much um, fear in the corporate world of having different opinions floated out there on behalf of your brand. And I, I wish that there was more support. And listen, there's a reason why radio has become a little bit like watching paint dry. Yeah, It's just pablum. It's boring. It's like oatmeal with no brown sugar. Like, let the personalities... All the personalities are now on YouTube or on these other platforms where they can go wild. And I miss that radio, which is really cool. It's still a cool like platform. It's in our cars. The last time I listened to radio was traveling to the airport in Ottawa back in September from my sister's place. I got an Uber. It was very early morning and it was talk radio. And these people were talking about a date they were on the night before. There were three of them. uh, And 
it was ridiculous. Like it's, I was like, I, I had, I, almost, I asked them to turn it off. I think I was like, this is useless, <laughs> right? Come on, like they weren't I mean, given the juicy details, I'm like, right? Come on, yeah, they're playing it safe. And you know, maybe yeah. I'm old and curmudgeon or whatever, but I'm like, this, like, no, right? Put on some chanting music or something, right? right? But yeah, it's pretty vanilla and pretty plain because it has to be. Yeah, I mean, there are some great shows like you know Kyle and Jackie O out of Australia who are, I think they're. Uh, rebroadcast in in la now but like there are some shows out there but in canada it seems like we are just so hell-bent on being boring so what so so back to the question about like how to make a podcast dance so what what advice Mm -hmm. like how are what are you doing with yours like how are you are you intentionally doing something and just or is it just you're being yourself and and letting your personality shine through honestly i'm still finding my way i really am because at first um when i started podcasting it was is on the heels of this giant spike of new followers and, and audience that I found from my little, uh, what they called a conspiracy rant. Yes. <laughs> on the six <laughs> o'clock news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I said, maybe the, maybe the truckers in, in Ottawa, maybe they're not all racist. Yeah. Maybe that's not a racist March. And that was just too much. And so I'm, I'm apparently a crazy person for, for saying that. Um, and so I, I did a lot of, content based on what was happening at that time and of course but i don't want to talk about that for the rest of my life i mean i have so many topics i've loved diving into over the years like especially like relationships and parenting and uh psychology and like that's that's all my jam you know health stuff health hacks and i love all that stuff so um now I'm trying to find my way back to talking yeah, about so is it all hard the things. Because you, you, you kind of want to get pulled back to that conversation sometimes, at least in the beginning, because you knew that's where the, the audience was, even though you didn't want to go there. Yeah, I, at first, I sort of gave the, my new sort of audience what they wanted. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like veering off into like more mainstream topics, you know, which is cool. I mean, everyone knows where I stand now on certain things. And it's kind of like a, like a Joe Rogan type thing, you know. Um, Someone called me the dollar store, Joe Rogan. Was, that's not bad. I was so flattered. That's, that's not bad. <laughs> I was so flattered. It was meant to be an insult. I think it was the guy from uh, Vancouver is Awesome. He put in an article and he's like, you know, the dollar. I, I think, I, I think it was him. No, he, I, anyways, I don't know who it was, but um, I thought, Mike, that is amazing to be even compared to the number one podcaster of all time. I'm nowhere close to Joe Rogan, but I like his style where he is firm on certain topics, but then he talks about everything. I mean, the guy talks about, yeah, magic mushrooms and then UFC and uh, um, as a great psychologist on. He just, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. And he's very, he, he's kind of yeah. like, I mean, I'm, he's kind of like me. Right, yeah. like, he's very suggestible too, because he'll, mm. he'll get in, if he sees a, a guest who's really into something, like he'll get, he'll get into it and, yeah. and get very excited about it, which yeah. is, which is great, which is fun to watch and, and mm. listen to. I, I fun, sometimes find like I, I get a little bit carried away with, with that and have to, you know, reel back at the end of the day and kind of see if it all makes makes sense because excitement gets gets me excited excited as well yeah i mean when i have a guest on the show they might have a a wild opinion like i just i'm not here to uh maybe you're the same way like i'm not here to like well prove it to me i'm like okay let's just go into your world for a few minutes like let's run with it and we then we can all judge at the end of the day whether that person's a nut job or not you know okay but let us let's get in your mind yeah why do you why do you think that like do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So like why it, am I yeah. going to rob the audience an opportunity of diving into this person's brain and like 
and chasing the rabbit hole. Yeah. Like I'm not the gatekeeper yeah. of, you know, what's right, what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. But I, I am such a curious person. I want to know, like, like I've had a couple of wild people on my podcast yeah. and like, and it was fun. Yeah. And it's like, we're all adults. So if you don't like it, skip to the next episode yeah. or go to another podcast yeah. or, but like, we got a chance to, to talk to this person and you've got one of the most curious bastards in the world yeah. sitting across from them let me run and do my my thing that was actually one of the frustrating things about my last days on the on the radio when i was at zed was like when we were sort of in that space of um if you said that you didn't like wearing a mask you were like you were a, considered really dangerous and i'm like okay why can't we get people on both sides of the table in the studio like this is what i proposed to my superiors i'm like listen guys let's get someone who's pro and anti like and get them on the on the show and have a really like interesting conversation to hear about why and it was it was not even entertained that idea i'm like what? this would a be the no one was doing it we would have instantly been the number one show in the city if you could tune in and hear both sides or multiple views of, of uh, the biggest thing that's happened in our in our, in our lives i mean we were locked up at home. This is a, this is a wild thing we went through, you know? Like, some people are traumatized from it. Why can't we talk about all the different points of view? And it may be, well, it's, it's like, well, who, who owns the station? Um, who, who, who are the shareholders? Who pays for the station? Um, which tow are they uh, riding with the government who has to have a certain message come down? So you can't, I, have you read, um, um, uh, or that's it. I'm I'm lying. Or Ryan Holiday. Um, catch me. I'm lying. Or that's yes. I'm lying. Or something. Or hmm. something like that. Highly recommended. He wrote it back in in 2012, and it's a lot about the the blogging space back then. But it's all still so relevant. It's something I'm something I'm lying. Ryan Holiday. Hmm. Great great book. But it, it I read it recently, and it really helps. At least that book helps tell the story about how, like, you can back then use the blogs to to create a fake story and then and then link it to another blog and then link it to another blog and then it gets picked up by the the mainstream media and all of a sudden this kind of um, fake story has made it all the way up becomes its way all the way up becomes kind of mainstream media. Interesting. So that's kind of one angle. Yeah. But now. I think everyone these days, and I, 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 there's not a very easy way to do it, but I think we can all uh, implore ourselves to kind of learn more about mainstream media and what's coming down, especially with what's going on overseas now. And then you, you know, you can, but, but it's different now because you can watch mm. certain accounts on, on Instagram and you can mm. see what's going on in a daily basis in, in Gaza. And then you can see the truth of what's happening. And then you can, pull up CNN or BBC and, and there's no mention of it. And it's a different, and it's a different angle. And then you can go, okay, well, why is that? It? Why is that? Well, it's the corporate media. They're kind of owned and controlled by, by the government. Okay. So why is the U S and Canada taking this stance? Okay. Because they have certain ties to Israel and the, the middle East. And, and that, why is that all? Oh, Cause it's from, um, you know, historically they needed this and that, and they need a, a space over there. So then you kind of, you know, if you find, if you, if you follow that trail, you can realize, what they're putting on their websites isn't it's one uh, manipulation of, of the truth. Whereas mm -hmm. over here mm -hmm. on, on Instagram, yeah. there are kids getting blown up and, you know, political reasons 
got us there, but this is kind of the truth here in the now. And if there's something, why why isn't the U.S. or Canada doing something ceasefire to, to, to stop this? Well, it's, you know, many reasons, but because they don't want to strategically for, for whatever reason. But people are are getting lit up are getting pretty mm-hmm. livid and this this happened mm-hmm. you know during the pandemic as well but if you like if you go to the prime minister or the president of the united states instagram pages and and their last few posts if you want to get the pulse of what people are thinking you look at the comments mm-hmm. and people are lit up and this happened the same thing during the pandemic again and people get get lit up and they're all saying the thing, same thing right now ceasefire 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 right. so it's a little different these days with the degree of free speech that we have for now. Yeah. And um, who knows what's real? I mean, we are living in an in information war. That's and what it and is, who knows right? with what I think is real, what I'm watching on Instagram is actually real or if it's, a, or it's AI. So. I mean, did you see that one post going around um, last week? <clears throat> Pardon me. It was like a, it was like, look, it was a car burning, a burning car. And then a cursor shows up and, re- and it shows you that it's actually not even a, oh. a real, like it's just, yeah. it's just made up. It's AI. Yeah. It's in a, and you could never, you would never know. And I think a lot of these things, once, once it's a toy, yeah. I mean, now, now AI is like a toy on our phone. So once it's a toy in your phone, you know that the military industrial complex has had it for, you know, I always say like at least 20 or 30 years. Yeah. I mean. And I'm crazy for thinking that I know. So but, how do you how do you balance so, like how do you because you're curious and you and you you've obviously learned some things and found out some stuff about that like how do you balance like once you get down the wormhole and kind of learn this hard truth about the world or the government or the military and you're like oh man that's horrible I don't dude, trust the government and like how do you, how do you get up each day and you got kids too like you got to be a role model man if, man I'm trying to get I'm trying to work my way back in the mainstream I do not need this conversation <laughs> right now <laughs> I'm I know I've gone down all the rabbit holes. The world is a stage and hey, I know that and I entertain everything because then you can decide, okay, what's real. You take the puzzle pieces and put your, you know, together in your mind, what, what is, what's real. But you know, we're, we're, we're being played almost all the time. The world is an actual stage, like, like with characters and a plot and a script and, and that, that's, that's, that's what's happening. Um, and so I watch it like a play. And I watch it. Like but that. you're in the play. I'm in the play. I know. We're, we're in the play. We're like the... We, we, just, we may get cut. I know, right? <laughs> Where are we going now? <laughs> no, it's... Um, at some point, you can't obsess over the play. Uh, we've all gone there with certain topics, you know. Um, and the people that are following the play or the, the world stage closely, they're just... Um, they're going to be obsessed over every, every new plot twist and, and it's being designed to keep us divided, you know? So at some point for me, I had to pull out and go, okay, you know what? I can't, uh, I need to be a better dad and I can't have my, my mind constantly focused on what this politician is doing or that guy's saying or this or that. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to let that chill for a little bit <laughs> because even when you're over this issue, there's another issue waiting. Before even one issue is resolved, there's a new plot twist, and you're like, like we we're all obsessed about the war in Ukraine, and like that's that shit's still I happening. I saw, I saw a post. Yes, next thing. I saw a post yesterday. It was on Facebook. It was like someone was like, uh, "Wait a minute, 
whatever happened to the Bermuda Triangle? Right. So it's like <laughs> that used to be a big deal. Why haven't we been stressing out about the Bermuda Triangle? Right. right? I know. It's, and I think the human mind wasn't meant to know about all of the things happening all around the world at the same time. You know, technology is thrown in this, this, this place where we can, man, we can just worry about everything happening. I mean, there are literally hundreds of wars happening that we don't even know about because it's not part of the plot. But there's things happening all over the planet. So, you know, we, we used to only know really what was happening in our village. Stay away from the tiger and the snakes. Right, exactly. That, that's kind of it. And, and we had to stay on guard for that. And, and maybe someone else was, was on guard and we slept or went and got food and someone else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're not really designed to know about every single horrible yeah. thing going on at the, at the, at the same time. Like we, we just aren't. Yeah. So what do you, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? What do you, what, what are your practices? What are your, uh, you know. What- I, I've lately, I, I mean, when I was on the air and I felt like the world or the walls were closing in and, uh, like I said, you suddenly you couldn't take it anymore. Like, guys, what is happening? Like I mentioned, you, why, can't, why, why can some of us not leave the country or get on a plane or you know, go on vacation? Or oh, it's like, what is going on here? Um, we all get sort of, we can get caught up in the, in the rabbit holes and, and stress out about it. Now I've, I've sort of taken a step back. I, I, stay, I keep myself informed, but I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking care of, my head, my headspace. I've unfollowed so many accounts mm-hmm. on Instagram, social media, and um, just—it's almost like a buddy of mine, Corey, uh, Corey George. He spoke at one of my events uh, last year, and he put it so well. And so many people have echoed his sentiment, which is basically like what's happening in the world. If we go to Crazy Town for a minute, there is like this this sort of the ruling class who have a certain way that they are shaping society to go. And it involves like the, the w, WEF whole thing. You'll, you'll own nothing and be happy. Okay, so we're not going to own anything because they're going to own it all. And everything's going to be on a subscription model. Everything, your car, your utility, everything, you won't own anything. You'll pay a fee every month. But when you step out of line and you say something that goes against whatever narrative is hot that day, they just cut off your subscription. It's like, you know what I mean? And that's all going to be tied in with a digital ID and the whole. So that's happening. I hope it's not. But that seems to be happening. Um, no, I lost my train of thought. Well, um, irrespective, it was, it was kind of like, how do you handle all the, all the, all, all the crazy in the oh, world? Right. right? right and you, right. you've un, un, unsubscribed from a bunch of things. And you're aware of it. Right. Um, you know, I think you're probably doing your part to, to continue to educate yourself and, and put out the information and, and share the information with mm-hmm. people that need to know mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, so right, I, I, I remember where I was going now. <laughs> it was, so it was sort of like this other team. It's, for some of us, it's us versus them. And if you're playing a game of, of soccer and you want to win the game, you are, and this is going back to Corey George's point, and you want to win the game, if you sit there and just focus on everything the other team is doing, like how can you win the game? You have to almost forget about what that team's doing and just look at your own players and look back at your team and go, okay, guys, what are we doing here? Like, how are we going to win this, this game? And the game is your life, you know? So I want to have a great time with my kids. I want to build and be successful. So it was take, it's, it's about taking your eyes off of what the quote unquote enemy. And it was very dramatic, very dramatic. 
uh, what the enemy is doing, and just focus on on yourself. So for a while there, a lot of us were just so obsessed with what is this politician doing? What is this? What is Klaus Schwab doing? What is what's happening? And um, you get just obsessed with that because you feel like, especially when it comes down to your own personal rights and freedoms being infringed, you start to get a little bit like, whoa, this is like really affecting me. Like I said, daddy, take me to Spider-Man. I'm sorry, son. We can't because for whatever reason, you're going to kill people. We're not allowed in there. Um, so it's about taking your eyes off the enemy and, and taking and putting the focus back on you, your team, whether that's, whether that's coworkers and you're building something, your co-founders or your family or, or whatever it is. So that's sort of where my headspace has been. Cool. You know? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, you know, unplug from the matrix and, and mm-hmm. kind of be content and happy with who we are and what we mm-hmm. are and what we are cultivating. We're mm-hmm. in the, the system, you know, we're in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know that we're, we're getting played in, in some spots, but mm-hmm. we're also, you know, if I can, if I can go down to the beach and, and, jump in the ocean and meditate for an hour and I don't have to pay money to anyone for now, right? Maybe there'll be a mm-hmm. gate up there there soon. Mm-hmm. But if that's kind of a freedom I have and I feel good doing that, I don't need a subscription for that. And if, if people, other people like that, they can come do it too. Um, so it's not, it's not always being tied into to, to these things or these conversations or these things to divide us. We can kind of be whole and complete as we are without having to buy this or buy that or think this or do that. Mm-hmm. It's because it's all about keeping us distracted and divided. And then we are stressed and we're kind of disconnected from our hearts. And as soon as you're disconnected from your hearts, you're sort of blocked off from, you're cut off from like this whole other, uh, you know, magical realm that we live in. I'm a pretty spiritual guy. Um, and yeah, when you're, when you're, when you're, stressed or angry or bickering over something or focused on the negative you, you get disconnected from so would you, you say know. that's kind of your your mission now your your mission purpose is is to you know get the footing with the podcast you're you're doing these incredible events with all these really influential and and accomplished and and really amazing guests and speakers and all of that so you're you're using your um influence to bring people together and then and have them great people teach other great people but would you say it's kind of all going like how would you summarize that would you say it's it's this element of being whole and complete and and uh, having full hearts and and even though we're in the crazy town you know our little corner of it can be kind of peaceful (laughs) and and great and if that's what if you can if you can use what you have and 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 your celebrity to, to do that then then that's what you're doing i love that stuff i really do yeah, I've been lucky enough to like meet some like Danielle Laporte, who is like just such a legend, um, and uh, Mark Groves, and uh, yeah, so they're going to come speak at my next event in December. But it's like, uh, you know, when you spend time with these people, you just feel uh, you're well, you connected to yourself. You're like, oh my god, you know, you 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 remember who you are. We get pulled in these different directions. I mean, way back in the day, back in the Beat ninety four point five days. Um, I did a couple interviews that I got in shit for because they totally didn't fit the format. But like one day I had Edgar Tolle in the morning show. And we, at the time, I think we just, we just deleted all the Britney Spears songs for that hour. And then Edgar Tolle came in and like, we just talked on the, on the radio for an hour, which is to me, I was like a, such a big fan of him. And my producer, Amy really worked hard to get that. And it took three months to get him to come on the show. But like, 
it was great because it was it was a voice being heard where it wasn't typically supposed to be heard, like on a pop morning radio show, having Eckhart Tolle come in and talk about. He literally floated in the room, like, "What's he like?" Oh, he was super that, cool. That, that is, people ask me what the end game of this thing, this is, the podcast is, and 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 why I do it. I'm like, I want to interview Eckhart, right? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was great, man. I I believe it. He was so cool. And like, who else did I interview that was great? Um, uh, Joe Dispenza, Doctor Joe. I got to interview him on the radio where it wasn't supposed to be. That's incredible, you know. But like, that's great because you're here hitting people in a place where they're not expecting to hear someone come in and say, "Hey, I I broke my spine and I healed it through meditation." Like what? Yeah. And and some people maybe thought that was crazy, but. They're going to go home. A seed is planted. They're going to go home. And they're going to go. That wow. The mind is a, is is that real? Like I should read that guy's book. Like is yeah. that how? Because that's his story. Yeah, yeah. Joe Dispenza. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. All his books are over there. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a good, really good collection over yeah. there. So like I've always really got off on that. Where um, I've always been into this sort of stuff. The, the the magical power of the mind and psychology and this kind of spiritual realm we live in. And so I, I'd always try to pepper that in once in a while into this pop. You know, in between, like, hey, you who called now to win five hundred dollars? Like, I, I love to mix in. Some, Namaste, right? Namaste. right? <laughs> Namaste. Yeah. So I, that's always been my jam. I, and people like really resonated with that. I think we, we're all curious about that stuff. Um, and if you're not, you will be eventually, because all roads lead to waking up on some sort of spiritual level, whether, whether it's a god for you or whether it's uh, whatever it is. We we all have. There's different, we all have different interpretations. Now, a lot of people, things. including myself, have been in this, this personal development space or spiritual space or talking about the universe and, and all of that because, at least for, for me, we, we hit our rock bottom or we, we um, felt pain or depression or, or whatever it may have been. So we did it by necessity to somehow fucking figure out how to, to yes. feel good. And for me, it was a, the divorce, right? The heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, well, I need to do all the things. I need to meditate. I need to to read the books. I need to read Joe Dispenza. I need to, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle over and over, um, over and over, over and over and over. Like you see, <laughs> I, you see it's, how, t- um, it's time I pull it out again too, man. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> it, it's good. It's good to go go back. But it was kind of at a necessity. And then, yeah, yeah, you know, you have these breakthroughs that you sometimes feel better than you've ever felt in your life, and then mm-hmm. you sink back down and feeling worse than you've ever felt in your life. Yeah. So yeah. has that been the same? What like what got, mm. for you was it a more gradual curiosity of, of 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 being in this space, or did it ever come out of a necessity of of wanting to feel better and be better? Oh yeah, through pain for sure, man. I really resonate with with what you just said. Um, we go through like different weird. Someone said to me like, "Hey man, life is like mountains and valleys. So when you're in the valley, like the only one place to go is up. So when you're feeling like super low and shitty, I'm like, keeps waiting for that, and then you get to the mountain." And then once you're at the top of the mountain, dude, be ready. There's only one place to go, and that's down. And so that's how I've sort of kept myself in a place where, you know, I just, I never, I never get high on my own supply, you know? I'm not saying there hasn't been a couple times in my career where I, I, felt, I didn't feel like I was the fucking shit. Of course, your ego gets in there and different things happen when you're feeling good. But um, I've learned that, like, yeah, when you never get too high, never get too low, just understand that's mountains and valleys. And it's that, it's that journey between the peaks that is, uh, man, that's where suddenly you get spiritual or you get, you know, into meditation or you get, you get into growth mode. And when you, like that to me is like, it's, 
I, I'm obsessed with that, talking to people about that. Like, like when you say, hey man, my divorce, I had to go to a certain place, I had to pull myself out of, a, out of a, the gutter or whatever it was. I love that story, man, Like, because we all have our own ways of doing it. And whether it's, like there are so many versions of that story for all of us between the, the, the valley and the mountain and down and up and down. I think that's the coolest yeah, shit it's ever. Cool, right? it's I life, think it's so right? cool, man. It's, when people share that, it's yeah. like really like it, it's special. Like you've have a you have a bond with someone when they are willing to be vulnerable enough to go, yeah, you know what? This is this is what I had to do to get here. I, I love yeah, I, I really love that because stuff. Because it's man. life, right? It's life, dude. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's ongoing. It is like we're constantly growing. Like yeah. I feel like I'm a new person every six months. Like I look back at, man, I, I lit, look back at pictures and I listen back sometimes to little clips of old shows and I go, oh my God, who was that? But I think, and the same with the memories on, on Instagram or Facebook. Like I, yeah. I think that's a good thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, I look, I don't even like that from three months ago. Mm-hmm. That's because I, I, I show up in a different way now. And, and yeah. I mean, that was good. Like he was doing what he was doing. So mm-hmm. um I'm not going to watch it or read it or, or look at it, but like, good for you. you don't torture yourself. <laughs> but now you're here. Yeah. But it's, yeah, no, same, same. It's like, it's like growing and, and feeling whole. I mean, shout out to our, to our friend Tina next door at uh, Sky Studio, um, who does the light meditation over here. And you know what I, mm. what I love about that. And it, it's, it's 45 minutes under, under these lights and you go like, I've, I've been going uh, since the summer. Mm. I'm new. I've been twice. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, interested to hear free shout out to you tina we love you though um but what i love about it is it's like a thousand meditations at once i've never experienced anything anything like it um but you feel so whole and complete the entire time you're not thinking about this or that or 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 feeling self-conscious about this or, or wanting to do that you're just like bathed in the love from the universe and spirit and just full, 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 full. And the more you go and do it, you kind of more, you remember like, Oh, this is how we came into the world. We're, we're, we're perfect. We're beautiful. We're just completely lit mm. up. So that's what I love about that. And, you know, sometimes can hit it for, for moments during meditation or at other times during the day. But mm. I think like sharing things like that and experiencing things like that and talking like that, like sharing these conversations, I think can be very helpful. Yeah. And also, like for some people, like maybe someone listening can resonate with this, but I, like I used to be really into meditation. I was pretty good at it. For a good year, I woke up every morning and meditated from like 3 till 4 a.m. before, and that's hardcore, but for a full hour before my radio show. And I was manifesting shit. And I would make it so real in my mind that I was shocked. And this took practice. It was a full year. I was shocked when I opened my eyes and like I wasn't there. Like I, in my mind, I was in this new house and I could feel the grain in the wood on the floors. And I, would, you know, I really like was into it. And it, it all, and I, that all came true. So I, I fully uh, get behind people who want to like, you know, manifestation or whatever, you know, it's kind of a trendy word, but it's, it happens, man. If you can, if you can, visualize something in like 5d enough and then just pull it till it bleeds enough into 3d like it, it exists in another now i'm getting now i'm in crazy town it exists in another dimension before it, it is here in the, in the third dimension 
So it's it's a bit the, if you can hold that thought and put enough energy into it, you can make it happen here for you. However, I found it really hard to meditate since the uh, all the COVID stuff. Hmm. I just found it was just so much trauma and bullshit going on that I actually really found it hard to like get my head into a space like I used to. And so that's why stuff like Sky Studio is so cool, or like going to like a float place or Sky Studios. Like this is the this is the place now. This is like oh, we shouldn't talk about it too much. Everyone's gonna go there. I know we'll never get an appointment again. (laughs) But uh, it forces because it forces your head or your brain to go into these these states, these levels. Like the like you know, I used to go to float tanks and you'd like work hard to get to theta with the sensor deprivation. Now this is just close your eyes, the lights flash in your eyes, and you're suddenly in like gamma and all these. Like I said, yeah, it's like a thousand hours of meditation. Yeah, I, went, I went to float a couple oh. recently. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a lot no, more work than yeah. I used to go a couple of years ago as yeah. well. I'm like, oh, I have to work really hard to, yeah. to do that. I'm not under the light where I just get, get blasted. Yeah. So it's cool. It's sort of training my brain to get into that state again. So now I find it easier when I actually just want to meditate at home. Because I'm like, okay, my brain has now been pushed with, the, with these flashing lights. I've got to interview Tina. Have you interviewed her about it? No, you should. We both should. Yeah, because she she does a great job of explaining, um, you know how the the development of this light and how it affects your brain, and it's it's really cool. So but, you're you mm-hmm. would you was is it fair to say that your like your curiosity is going to continue to drive what what you do next and how you you know angle your show and and what you dig into and the events that you put on and and um, who you bring together is you would mm-hmm. would you say it's mainly driven by your your curiosity to you know find out like spiritual curiosity and i uh i'm reading reuben george right now he's um slave tooth nation uh first nation and he wrote this incredible book that came out like last year but it's all about like the message over and over for the first nation it's like return to spirit Mm. connect to spirit connect to spirit everyone else is out of their minds all these colonialism everyone's settlers are all out of their out of their mind they're driven by all this crazy stuff you can't even connect with them or look in their eyes they have no idea what's what's going on with nature and it's like return to spirit return to nature return to spirit mm. over and over and over so would you say like for you to to do that and teach that and understand that universe spirit whatever it may be is that kind of driving you know what you're talking about and who you're bringing together these days yeah um i'm just curious about so many different things but I feel like I need to like, you know, to have a successful podcast, I feel like I need to zero it in on at least a particular theme, you know? I'm still figuring that out. I'm like, okay, what's my theme going to be? Because I'm sort of all over the place now. <laughs> like I, I interviewed a guy about um, remote viewing the other day. What's remote viewing? Like, uh, well, it's it's people who have this ability and oh. it's, they, they train their minds yeah. where they can go to this sort of meditation. And the government's been doing this for years all governments around the world they have these they claim they're not anymore but they will have these people who can visit any time in space any any so they're looking for like a the military has been like hey, we, we want to um, investigate a target we want to find like the place we want to drop bombs on or, or something or we're looking for like a, a terrorist or whatever and so these remote viewers can like remotely oh. use their minds to go and visit a place I know a woman in, in North Vancouver, uh, Cindy, and she's done this to find a missing child right, in Kamloops yeah. or something. And she's real. I know her. And she's told me about this. And, 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 and this happens. So it's, it's, it's a real thing. So like that is fascinating. Yeah. Like, 
so I guess I, I so I, I love the whole mind, body, spirit type thing, living in the matrix type thing. Um, cause like, how is that even <laughs> like remote viewing is a real thing. The government spent hundreds of millions of dollars over the years with these programs, secret programs that are now publicly available. I just learned all this from this guy. I'm like, okay, so I'm into that, but I'm also into, um, parenting and relationships parenting, yeah. and things like that. I'm so all over the map. Yeah. I'm just a crazy person. So, oh. um, yeah, we'll see where my podcast goes. Nice. Um, but maybe it's an, an amalgamation of all those sorts of topics. Yeah. I've purposely made know. this very, uh, very loose. It's like influential <laughs> leaders of Vancouver. I can talk to anyone. It's oh, great. See, that's good. So you got a theme though. Right? I know. That's, I know. Man, I, I, I meditated on like this that. in the summer, right? Whatever. You can do the same thing and, and whatever. <laughs> you, you, we'll we'll, mm. we'll all figure it out. Mm. So let's, all right, now this is, uh, we, have all, we, have, we have to come back and, and, and keep chatting because and, and, mm. we both have a lot to uh, uncover and unpack and learn. And it's so fun, right? Yeah. Do you wake up some days like, wow, I get, and, and when you get to the end of the day and come to sometimes reflect back on, on what happened and who you talked to and what happened, you know, your, your scooter got towed, but it was kind of fun. You went over there and you got the blaster down without, right. a, without a lid on. Then you came here and we did this and whatever else is going to happen later. It's kind of cool, right? It's fun. I get, to, I get to meet a lot of cool people. Yeah. Like, it's great because so many people grew up listening to me on the air. So like, uh, man, the people I meet now, it always makes me feel old because they're like, oh, I was in the back seat. My mom would drive me to school. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I got into radio very young, okay? Yeah. But there's a lot of people now that who are in influential places in the, in the city that are like uh, like powerful people that are like oh I remember you because they're like a little bit older than I am, um, and so I get to, I get a lot of doors open for me a lot of cool conversations. Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I feel really lucky. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and so let's talk about this event coming up December sixteenth. Um, Mark Rose, Deidre Sirianni, Deidre Sirianni, um, Doctor Suki. Oh, Dr. Suki. Yeah, I don't know him, but I've heard quite a oh, bit about him. He's awesome. Oh, I do a great episode with him on my podcast. Oh, he talks cool. about the nervous system yeah. and how complex and amazing, just kind of the stuff we're talking about now. You should interview him, actually. He's sure. great. Um, just how our nervous system yeah. takes information in and how we react. And it, it's like these computers that yeah. we're operating, these weird computer meat suits, whatever we're in. Okay. He's cool. He's speaking. Um, and then uh, Danielle Laporte yeah, yeah. is, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So it's like a daytime thing. We did it uh, December 16th so that it's uh, a great day just to come and um, sort of help get some fresh ideas and thoughts and reminders about who you really are, connect with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's all love. Beautiful. It's, it's cool. And we're going to give her, we're yeah. going to give away a ticket to that event. I right? did a, I did a horrible job pitching the event. Well, I'm not, no. I'm not a salesperson. I, well, you, you know, know, we're all learning. It's, it's it, whatever. It's the it, website it, has a better description. Of what it's, I, it's, I'm it's, doing. it's a, it's a day event with these four really impactful speakers. I mean, Mark yeah. Groves himself, like I've been following him since, since at least six years. He's got over 1.1 million real followers on, yeah, on, yeah. on Instagram. He's he, a, he's, he's a legend. He's a source. I've never met him in person. Um, heard so many good things but the, the intention yeah. is you have all these powerful speakers in the room that you brought together mm-hmm. you know it's it's not a huge event so you get to meet the often those events that the people that you meet and you're sitting at the table with are where the, where the transformation happens and the mm-hmm. um, like-minded but also think differently but like-minded in the sense that we're all curious and, and growing and, and mm-hmm. looking to expand our our minds and our hearts yeah. and feel more whole and complete so it's it's something about pulling that together with the intention of 
um, you know, kind of cracking us open a little bit, but, but piecing us back together and helping us all yeah. heal. I love that word you just used, transformation. Mm-hmm. I, I love trans- transformational content. Yeah. Where it's like you, you go somewhere, you get a bunch of new ideas, and like it changes the course of your life. Because uh-huh. it just takes a seed of a yeah. certain thing. And you go, oh my God, wow, that's, this is possible. And then you're in the room with other people who share the same values. They're all into this sort of stuff. And you're like, oh my God, you can meet your new bestie, or you just connect with people. And, yeah. So you share, know, great. and we're going to give away a ticket. Okay. So if we're listening to this episode on Spotify or Apple or Google or YouTube, you share it on Instagram, on the internet, press the share button or take a screenshot, put it on there on your story, okay. tag us. So, cause otherwise we can't see, otherwise okay. we can't see, right? Yeah. We can't get it. So you share it and you tag it and then you can go be in the room on December 16th with these amazing people and yourself. And kind of end the year off in possibility, I think it is. Like being curious and, and, and being open to, to what 2024 can, can bring for you. So share, yes. share this podcast on social media to win a ticket, a chance to win a ticket to December 16th event. Amazing. You know, when you build yourself up, you have more to give to other people, it, right? And this is the time of year of, of connection and holidays are kind of stressful. Yeah. You know, so... At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to like feel good, feel empowered, get kind of realigned with yourself. And then suddenly you just cruise through the holidays, feeling good, ready to kick some ass in 2024. That's sort of the, the, the idea with the timing of this event. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. But no, I appreciate yeah. you and appreciate uh, your, your courage, hmm. but you're, you're, you're sharing your curiosity and you're kind of like, because when you're curious and you're learning about things, thing, new things, we make mistakes and, and we kind of look stupid sometimes. But uh, most of us would kind of do that in, in private and not put ourselves out there. But if mm. you're like, oh, you're openly being curious um, and but using that and, and who you are and who you know to kind of accelerate your, your growth. So it's, it's kind of fun. Thanks, man. Yeah. And you're sharing it. and you're, you're like it, it, events aren't easy, right? So bringing people together, um, selling tickets, filling the room, but you're doing it out of uh you know, an intention of your curiosity, but also to share your amazing people with others. I just, this is the event that I would want to attend. <laughs> I'm like, I, w- I actually had lunch in Calgary, like, I don't know, a month or two ago with Danielle Laporte and Mark Groves by accident. They do, I was walking by, we were at another event together and they're like, kid, come have lunch with us. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is so cool. And I felt like I was, uh, like I had access to the super, super VIP access ticket to the, cause you know, these two legends are sitting there and, and that's where the conversation started with, let's do an event in Vancouver. If you, if you hold on, we'll come and speak. And I'm like, Oh my God, guys, serious? Like, this is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Like I, I'm such a huge fan of all these four speakers. So it's an honor to bring them together and, and get people in the room to experience cool. them too. This has been fun, dude. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll do it we again. We talked about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, mm-hmm. let's wrap it here. But yeah, we can we, we can keep going. We, we can come back another time and yeah. do it for sure. Yeah, that we have a lot. We have a lot to talk about. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome, dude. And it, and- well, if you've gotten this far, I trust you enjoyed the show. I appreciate any five-star reviews, likes, shares, or comments on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you know of just one other person who you think would also enjoy this episode, consider sending it directly to them. I appreciate you. See you next time.